Hour number two starting right now on this Memorial Day Monday. Tiger 95.9, Ryan LaVoy, Tom Peavy, Cam Berry, and Brent Daughtry with you here coming to you live from our studios on South College Street. And we are now pleased to go back to our Auburn Bank phone line and chat it up with Kevin Ives. He is at AUPPL on Twitter. Have a lot of fun things to talk about with Kevin on this Monday. Kevin, first and foremost, hope you're doing very well today, sir. Doing good. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. And, uh, again, exciting news for the Tigers over the course of the last 24 hours. Of course, last night uh, getting the notification that they'd be the regional host or a regional host and then getting their uh, uh, teams and, and game times today. Take me back, though, before uh, we talk about all this exciting stuff with the NCAA tournament and just recap uh, real quickly the SEC tournament in Hoover. Uh, just, just what did you think of the Tigers' play and uh, just, just the SEC tournament as a whole as there were some some surprises in the form of Texas A&M and just what did you make of everything going on last week? I think there were some surprises. There's a lot of stuff that actually went at Auburn's favor in the tournament. But going in the tournament, really the biggest thing is you had to beat Missouri in that opening game to go to the double elimination portion and then just kind of see what happens. Unfortunately, Auburn was in the, the last game each day. Um, and so that might have led to a little bit of a little bit of a hangover for that second elimination game. But beat Missouri, um, big offensive output, and then um, lost to Vanderbilt, and then got knocked out by Alabama, um, and that was kind of it. And so as you were watching the tournament, you really wanted some other things to happen. You really wanted you needed South Carolina to not do as well as you didn't want them to go on a run. You really wanted Tennessee to lose. That happened. Um, and then you kind of wanted Kentucky to kind of fade away. That didn't really happen um, as much as Auburn wanted it to. Um, but everything else kind of worked out in Auburn's favor. A&M went on a run, basically played their way as into a two-seed. They were probably already in the tournament, uh, but played their way into a two-seed, and they were going to be sent out to Stanford. Um, and Carolina, I guess, did enough to end up getting a host. But what I saw from Auburn, I think it was a situation. Auburn has not really done historically well in the SEC tournament. It has really been a situation to where if they catch fire, they catch fire. If not, you're really just trying to win one, two games, um, and then kind of get ready for a regional. And that's really kind of what Auburn did. You know, they were kind of had to shuffle a lot of pieces around on the mound. Um, Tommy Vale had to make basically a kind of a spot start, even though he was out the previous weekend because um, of sickness. He was basically thrown on his bullpen day and really got squeezed a really tight zone against Vanderbilt, and that kind of maybe led to a little bit of an early exit um, uh, for him. Um, I'm sorry, against Missouri. And so that, that kind of led to an early exit for him. But all in all, I mean, it's kind of what you wanted to see. You really like to see um, Bryson Ware. He you know, broke the single-season home run record, so Auburn made a little bit of history. But um, really it was just kind of win one game and then watch and see what happens. And thankfully everything else kind of took care of itself, and Auburn is going to be hosting a regional at Plainson Park this weekend. Kevin, you just touched on it. Talk a little bit about that regional. We know that Southern Miss, the number two seed in this regional, it projects to be the biggest threat to Auburn. But talk about uh, the three other teams that are coming to Auburn. I mean, Southern Miss is really kind of going to get, it, get, it, get the headlines. And they're going to be the sexy kind of upset pick because this is a couple of things are going for Southern Miss. They're not unfamiliar with playing postseason baseball. They um, actually you know, hosted a super regional last year and lost to, lost to eventual national champion Ole Miss. Um, they're not uh, they're not unfamiliar with Auburn as a regional host side either. Um, it's a really veteran team. They had a really strong showing in the Sun Belt tournament, and it's their head coach's last year. I think his name's Scott Barry. It's his last year. Uh, this is kind of his kind of swan song. So there may be a little magic that he want to catch up with. Really, the interesting one in our regional is um, Stanford. I mean, Auburn knows Stanford. We play Stanford 
pretty much every year did have one of the games uh, rained out that last game when we were going to play up in Hoover. Um, but Stanford went, goes and wins three games in one day in the SoCon tournament to get the automatic bid. Um, and that was pretty, it's pretty much unheard of and beat a really good Walker team to do that. And then Penn won the Ivy League. Penn had basically been sitting around for a week and a half almost um, after they won their tournament. The Ivy League is kind of interesting how they set this up. They, they start their year a week later than everybody else, and they really finish their year a week before everybody else. So Penn is also another team to where I think last year they upset Texas A&M. Um, they're a team that you might think, oh, it's an Ivy League school. It, it should be a um, an easy game, but it's not. It's going to be a game where they're going to go all out, and there's always one of those kind of four-to-one upsets, and you don't want it to be on the plane. So with a regional like this, I mean, this is a generic question. I don't really think the opponents change this too uh, too much. I The pitching has been something. It's been a remarkable turnaround, and, and I know that maybe there's some uncertainty with Christian Herberholz's uh, availability, but I, I mean – in an ideal world, obviously, you never lose a game. You go right through, you play the minimum, and, and, and that will create some advantage pitching staff-wise. But in a perfect world, what, it, what is Auburn trying to do rotation-wise? How, who are they trying to avoid uh, having to throw on a Friday game or, or maybe even in, on Saturday if they can avoid it? Just, just talk us through what would be a great scenario for Auburn's pitching staff. I think you really you treat it like a regular weekend series. And so you're probably going to see Alsup on Friday against Penn and then Bale against um, if Auburn, whoever Auburn's opponent is going to be on Saturday. You hope it's Auburn in the winner's bracket. Um, and so that would force basically a, um, a bye into the championship game. Um, because when you go to that regional play, those first two games are so important to win both of those games. It's not unheard of for a team to – you know, lose their first game and win a regional or to lose that second game and then, you know, come back and win a regional. But it's kind of difficult. And I think for Auburn, the best thing is just to sort of treat it like a regular weekend um, and how Auburn has been playing on the weekend. You know, they've they've swept their last two actual weekends when they play it. So you kind of want to hopefully keep some of that mojo going. But, I mean, I really think you go also on Friday and then you go Vail after that. And then after that, I think you've got enough guys who have kind of stepped up um, for that last game. I've never been a fan of, like, you hold a guy for a game that may be your championship game. You've got to focus on just winning the immediate game that you're playing and not really hold somebody out. Now, that may be different for a school like LSU that has, like, Paul Schemes and kind of nobody else, so you really want to do everything you can to force that um, winner-take-all game or that, um, you know, force Schemes to go into that Saturday game or that championship game. Auburn's not in that case. I think for Auburn, it's, it's going to be they're going to pitch anybody that they can because their focus is just going to be winning. It's not going to be winning later. It's going to be winning now. So uh, kind of looking uh, around the country at some of these others, obviously uh, Auburn is paired up with that Clemson regional. Uh, Clemson uh, scorching hot team right now. Uh, when you look at that, is there somebody in that regional that can knock Clemson off? Because obviously – that's something that uh, Auburn fans are going to look at. Yeah, you got to take care of business here, but if somebody knocks Clemson off and Auburn takes care of business, then Auburn gets to host a, a super. So who who in that yeah, Clemson so regional can knock them there off? Really, there really are two teams in that. I mean, you have a Charlotte team that was that is a really solid club, is a really scary offense in that regional, and then you've got Tennessee. Um, and so you've got two teams, one that is um, on a hot streak with Charlotte because you know, they won their conference to the state tournament, kind of upset the favorite Dallas Baptist in that. And then you have a Tennessee team that has a lot to prove that really did not live up to expectations. 
But they're going to have to, you know, get through a Clemson team that is probably the hottest team in the country when it comes to the amount of consecutive wins they have. I think they've they've won twenty out of their last twenty one games. Eric Backage, who is the former coach at um, Michigan last year, is their head coach now, and has really turned it around from like where they started. Um, and so you really it, that that is a really any regional is enough is a, is I think this year more than others. There's not any regional where you think that it's going to be a cakewalk for everybody. I think that there are, um, for anybody, I think there are definitely regionals to where there are kind of landmines set up. I mean, you look at South Carolina, is going to have a Campbell team that feels like they should have been hosting over Auburn and probably over South Carolina, so they're going to be hungry. you got LSU in their regional having to play a crosstown, not a crosstown, but a, um, a longtime rival in Tulane, um, and then Oregon State, and then um, even Arkansas, in their region is going to have to play a red-hot TCU team and is going to also have to deal with a, an Arizona team that just missed getting the auto bid from the Pac-12 and has a scary good offense. So I, I think it's, you know, if Auburn wants to look ahead to that South Carolina, the Clemson regional, they can, but it's really your best bet is really just focusing on the planes this weekend and um, getting wins and then seeing what happens after that. And Kevin, when you're looking at just the complete makeup of this field and of these regional hosts, it's intriguing to me and not shocking for those that follow college baseball, but still 12 of the 16 teams that are regional hosts coming from the SEC and from the ACC, if you want to throw in by geography, Coastal Carolina and a smaller conference, it's 13 from just this part of the country. I know that there's still some high school talent in other places, but just talk about the dominance of this part of the country in college baseball and why some historically great programs in the Pac-12 are just not able to, to make up any ground right now. So they, I think there's a couple of different things that are factoring into that. I think that, number one, and they talked about it on the selection show this morning, the RPI has some kinks to it, and the RPI is a big measurement. It's not the only measurement, but it's a big measurement in how hosts are selected. And you also have to understand that baseball and college baseball is a is a hot weather sport. And so when the season starts in February, you've got a lot of teams that are going to be spending their first, you know, half of the season on the road. And that allows more talent, that allows these that allows teams in the Carolinas, um, in the southeast, um, to really kind of flourish a little bit. And there's also too, there's just the the there is more of a passion here for it, and I think part of that, baseball-wise, is because think about it this way: if you if if you're in the southeast and you are a baseball fan, then what other what professional team are you following? You're probably probably following the Braves, and then if you live in Louisiana, maybe the Astros, um, and then in the in Florida, then you're probably splitting between the Rays and the um, you know the Rays and and um, and the Marlins, but. Really, professionally, there aren't many professional teams down here, baseball-wise. And so college baseball kind of becomes in um, the Carolinas and, and in the, the southeast and the deep south. That becomes your professional baseball, and there's that, the, that fan base and that passion that's there. So I think that I thought there was going to be one more host out west. I thought that maybe they would have just given one to um, you know maybe a school like Washington, but I think the RPI just didn't help out. And I think part of it, Really, the biggest thing that's dragging down the West is that the conference is out West. You got the Big West, West Coast, Pac-12, and and maybe like half the WAC. Of those conferences, the Big West and um, and the West Coast conference are really having down years, and they've been having down years for a while. 
And that leaves the Pac-12 to kind of really, you know, raise the banner for those West Coast schools. And then you counter that with what's happening in the Southeast. I mean, we know that the SEC is strong in college baseball. We know that the ACC is strong in college baseball. But you also have a school like the Sun Belt, which just added Southern, Southern Miss this year. Um, you know, has Coastal Carolina, who's hosting a regional, has four teams, I think, that are, that are making regionals because it's Coastal, Louisiana, Southern Miss, and Troy. Um, they're a really good baseball conference. Um, and so you, even the kind of mid-level baseball is nationally known um, in the Southeast. And it's, it's just part of the sport. It's something to where, you know, it just is what it is. I can't change the weather. I can't change where people live. Um, and I can't change what people find their interest in. So um, right now, Auburn can kind of take advantage of it because we play in the SEC. And so our RPI is going to have a, a kind of a generic bump to start off with. Um, but, you know, you still – that's not to say that a school – can't do something, can't kind of make a difference, can't win games. I mean, you looked, uh, you know, a couple years ago, Michigan played for the national title, um, and there are times when those teams can get hot. It really depends on these schools what they want to invest into the sport and what they can invest in the sport. Um, and I think, you know, the more schools that take college baseball seriously, they don't use it as kind of a, a half-counter sport, and they actually invest into the program and into the players. They're going to reap the rewards. And that's why you also have schools like, um, you know, in the Midwest, like Indiana, has really taken steps forward to improve their facilities. That's why Missouri, even though they're in the SEC, has kind of lagged behind the facilities and just fired their head coach. So they know to keep up with the arms race that they're going to have to upgrade everything that they have and make a significant investment or they're just going to get lapped. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's really just part of the game at this point. He's. Kevin Ives at AUPPL joining us today on Sports All. Kevin, last question for you. I go to your Twitter page again, at AUPPL, and there's this beautiful visual guide to the call, to the 2023 tournament. What what does it take to do something like that? I, I, I want to promote this because it's just it's aesthetically pleasing. It looks like a lot of work was put in. Just t- talk to me a little bit about this. So it's kind of like a like a hobby, um, you know. I, I will make those graphics for the baseball jerseys and stuff. And I've been doing that graphic for years, and really, it's just a Photoshop template that I've made and kind of worked through. And basically, all that I was doing last night was just sort of setting up the regional sites that they, you know, thankfully we had them announced beforehand. Um, but it's really just um, kind of plugging and playing. I already had kind of the graphics, the jerseys made because I've been doing them throughout the year. Um, and so it probably takes about an hour, two hours. I, I got it finished probably about 40 minutes after the selection show got, got done. Um, but yeah, that's one of the, the neater things to me. It's just sort of stuff that I've been doing for years. It's kind of just a hobby. It's making those graphics and when I, when I do kind of the TV schedules and stuff, using them and stuff like that. So, um, it's kind of my last big thing when it comes to the graphic. I haven't had a lot of time to do it. Uh, to do them the schedule throughout the year just because I've had work and have other stuff going on um, and a little bit superstition because I stopped doing them for a bit because I stopped doing them and Auburn started winning um, and so I was like, wow, I need to quit doing these. <laughs> um, but the, the visual guide, I always want to make sure I, I get that one out. A lot of people seem to enjoy it and um, and I have fun doing it because I just, I just like looking at it. I like the, the look of college baseball. It's, all, it's very unique. You have you know a bunch of uniform manufacturers. You have a bunch of different templates. You know, some schools have baseball-specific logos and baseball-specific caps and stuff that they use. So it's just – I'm a college baseball nerd, and that just kind of plays into it.
Well, it looks great, Kevin. And again, we encourage everyone to go to your your Twitter page at AUPPL to go check that out because it uh, it looks great. And uh, we can tell you put some put some time into it. And as you just said, it is something that you enjoy doing. But uh, Kevin, as always, the time is greatly appreciated. And uh, hopefully, we'll be talking next week about a, about some regional success. Yes, sir. I hope so. Talk to y'all later.